Welcome to What is Truth? The radio show devoted to asking the question, what is truth? Now your hosts, doctor and pastor of Grace and Truth Church in Amherst, Michael Caesar, and co-host Johnny D. Want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Do like Jesus said, search the scriptures and you'll know what is truth. Amen. I'm Johnny D, and I'm here with Mark Sassy. Good and, morning. And Teresa DiPietro. Yep, Di Pietro, you said it right. DiPietro. Mm-hmm. And um, Pastor Mike is not with us today. He is actually at a conference because, you know, Mark, you never you never stop learning. And, yep. um, and uh, a pastor's he, conference. A pastor's conference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A pastor's oh, conference. Geez, he's probably know. having a great time, too. He, you know, oh, he yeah. likes to be on the other side of the, of the, um, mm-hmm. of the, I guess, the pew. Yes. You know, every once in a while, he does enjoy it. So he does it, he does it for, it's like, to him, I think it's like going to a movie. <laughs> you know, it's, it's relaxed. So it's good that he gets out, he relaxes. He always picks up a few things. It's very interesting when he comes back. But he left the key to the car with the kids. So here we are. <laughs> so it's okay. We got the Bible. Yeah, we got the. That's right. We got the Bible that'll, with us. And and keep um, us straight. Thank you so much, Teresa, for joining us. Yeah, you're welcome. And uh, bringing your voice to uh, to this great book of Acts yeah. that we talked about over the last couple of weeks. And and we jokingly when we started, uh, it was around a little bit after the Easter season. We said many people feel that Jesus Christ starts on Christmas day and it ends on Easter. Mm-hmm. But then uh, the, the, his apostles and all the work they did um, for the rest, after you get through the gospels, all the way to revelation uh, are wonderful. And it's great doctrine. And this book was a book that we, that was written by Luke. He came right out of the gospel. Luke comes right into acts. Luke is a great historian. He does a wonderful job. And this is the only really book in the Bible that reads this way. And yes. uh, it's, it's a real blessing, especially in the new Testament. And yeah. it's, it's a real blessing. It, it shows the moving and the, the adventures of the early church. Right. And mm-hmm. it's the right. apostles and, and their travels and, and the things that they run into, their high points, their low points, their struggles. There's so, so many ways you can look preaching. at it, Mark. They're preaching. So many ways yeah. you can look at this is, is we're made in God's image, you yeah. know, and, and we raise our children and then they maybe they go off to college or they go out into the world. And uh, that's it. You know, Jesus, Jesus, now I'm with you, but I've taught you well. I'll always be with you, but now you have to go out on your own and, and tell them about me, mm-hmm. you know? And, yes. who, and, and who'd they learn from? And, and that's right. They, they <laughs> learn from they, Jesus. Exactly. So yeah. it's, it's the same thing. And it's just, it's tremendously, when you, look, when you look at this book, when you put it down, which we know the way the Bible reads, and you just think about what these men and some women went through, um, you know, I said, and they were beaten and thrown in jail. And it leaves it like that. I mean, just think about it. Yeah. They were beaten and thrown in jail. As if, if it was a novel, they'd spend a whole chapter on that. Right. Giving you yeah. the gory details. Right. But uh, what they went through for the word of God and to go out to the ends of the earth that we see now to get the gospel to every living creature. I mean, it's, it's just a real blessing. And Acts really captures that well. Yes. Well, it, it, it was uh, it was a bold, brave thing that they did. And it's written in a perspective because it's the word of God, not just, not just written by Luke, but it's the word of God. So it's what God is focusing on as what he sees to be important for us to know on what the church ought to do. Right. And so it's, you know, it's not just an adventure as reading through it and seeing the history and wow, look at this and look at that. But it's more than that. It's, it's a, it's a template for us today to see how we ought to be and how we ought to be bold for the name of Jesus Christ and how, what we ought to do. So right? many, yeah, exactly. So many things. And, and, and um, and then very strong people in the Bible are introduced in like, like Paul, 
being the most specific, yeah. is introduced to us in Acts. And then he kind of takes the ball and runs with it. Yes. I don't know how many epistles, 13, some crazy, yeah, I think it's 13 epistles. Yeah. And where's Mike? <laughs> but, but anyway. <laughs> it's um, 13, it, it's, yes. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> but it's wonderful. And um, and it's, it sets the stage for everything else. And like you said, the doctrine might, we're always taught, you read it doctrinally, spiritually, and historically. Yes. Um, well, it would be and, amazing. Like it is the birth of the church. It's the public birth of the church amen. that's happening. And it would be amazing if we just followed this guideline, thousands could get saved every day, right? I yes. mean, thousands were getting saved at one point in yes. time. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, go back to the book of Acts, you know. And see how it was done. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because pe people think that it's so hard to give out the gospel, yes. right? Why, why is it so hard? I, I mm -hmm. mean... I know Pastor Mike has said in the past that it's kind of like being a water boy on the sidelines for like an NFL team. You're not out there running with the ball, catching the ball, throwing the ball. You're just handing out water, right? Right. And it's the water of the word. You're just giving Amen. out water. Amen. That's and, all you're doing. And what were they doing? Public speaking. They were looking for opportunities as we go into the, in the chapter three, they were looking for opportunities to publicly speak go, about the yes. house Jesus to house. Yep. But, but yeah. unlike, unlike we have in this, in this country, uh, up to this point, they were persecuted. Um, oh, yeah. There was a lot of, they were persecuted by, um, well, by, the by, by the leaders, by yeah, and the not only, leaders. not only the, the, the Roman leaders, but the Jewish leaders. Yes. And um, so everywhere the they went, uh, unless they went to the common man, that um, there's certainly their own people that want to hear them. We know, we know what happens with that. Yeah. And um, the Romans just thought we were, they were a bunch of, um, you know, fanatics, Right. Right. But here today, I mean, we we're able, we have, we could, we could send out, well, my, my little text group, I send out, I try to send out a little, um, couple of verses of scripture every day, you know, and just Amen. go ahead That's and great. put it in there and just, just mm -hmm. let it go. But I mean, you could use these, they didn't have that. Yeah. <laughs> they had to go into a town and people were shopping and all of a sudden, you know, you know, hear ye the word of God, yeah. repent. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I know you guys face are on the street. Face. Yeah, face <laughs> yeah, face. You guys are on the street, but there's certain people like they, they can't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, but at least, at least in our country now, up to this point, we are not being chased. We are not being persecuted. We are not being imprisoned. Right. Um, like, and, and, you, and I say this listener because, um, the, the, these men, were they brave? Yeah. But they knew in their heart and down in their soul that this savior was with them. Mm -hmm. And, and, yes. uh, you know, if, if it goes, if, if it's his will mm -hmm. that I perish, I'm, I'll be with him. And that's, a, that's an amazing piece that all Christians have. Amen. Well, let's get into the story. And in the beginning of Acts chapter 3, if reading like the first 11 verses. So this is, you know, before when we were in uh, Acts 1 and 2. In Acts 2, Peter, he, he rises up and he preaches, right? And he's going to do that again here in, in chapter 3. And But what they're doing is they're heading into the temple. So it says Acts 3. The Bible says, now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. 
and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. Amen. And that's the end of the first paragraph. There's three mm-hmm. paragraphs in this chapter. And some of the interesting things going on here. Now, right in the beginning, you see that Peter and John, this is after Jesus Christ rose up, up into heaven mm-hmm. in Acts chapter 1. So now they are, they're going into the temple, right? They didn't just go build a church. God is still reaching out to the Jews here in the early part, early few chapters in the book of Acts. And they, they were going at the hour of prayer, it says, being the ninth hour. That's in verse one. Mm-hmm. So the ninth hour would be 3, 3 p.m. 3 yeah, mm-hmm. so 3 p.m. Just for the listener, the Jewish day starts at 6 a.m. 6 a.m., mm-hmm. yeah. And so there's, uh, in the Psalms, it talks about that they would pray three times a day. And you see that example in Daniel, where Daniel was praying three times a day. So they would go at, what was it, at uh, noon and three. So it would be nine and noon and three. Right. Those would right. be the times that they would pray. right. And then, and then it says that a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried. And I was saying this earlier before we got on air that, you know, you've, you've seen maybe on television these days where televangelists, they'll have somebody come up in a wheelchair and then they'll do some stuff and, and claim that there's a miracle and so, suddenly they can walk, right? But this... This guy was lame from his mother's from his, womb. From, from his mother's womb. And it says a certain, certain means it's sure. It's not a fable. It's a real man. And people it, knew him. Exactly. And they witnessed that he had a problem and he so, couldn't walk. So anytime and, the Bible says certain like that, yes, it's, like it's in a particular Luke chapter, person. Yep. Luke chapter 16, when the Lord's talking about a certain rich man. Yes. It was actually a person that he had spoken to or, or a certain, right. like he knew his life prior to that. Obviously. That's right. That's right. And you know, how and he you knew not, where he was at the time, right? right? Yep. And how could you not get the chills when you, you think of three six? I love, it's one of my favorite verses. There's a lot of favorite verses. And Peter says, "Silver and gold Amen. have I none, mm-hmm. but such as I give have give, give I thee." In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. I mean, that's a that's a Hollywood movie right there. I have but something a, far more superior. Exactly, Amen. it's not a, exactly your physical well being exactly. or money. You know, it's not substance. I have something, something much, much more. Far, what do you think yeah. he would have rather received? Well, if he probably would have pr- pr- rather received gold, silver and gold. No, I think uh, not his knowing. physical well-being. Like oh, yeah. Jumping, oh, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. You were talking about that. Right, if he right. knew, I'm, I'm, sure he was, I'm sure he was pretty. I'm sure <laughs> when Peter says silver and gold had none, and that's a good second, he's like, Oh man, what is he going to do? Yeah. You know, what is he, you know, and then all of a sudden, boom, yeah. you know, yeah. in a split second, yeah. he's, you know, yeah. so, but I'm sure in the beginning when he first heard, I have none, it's like, Oh God, let me go to the next guy. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact is, as soon as they healed him, it says that his, his feet and ankle bones, they receive strength, yes. right? And he's leaping up. Think about this. Mm-hmm. His whole entire life, never once. I mean, little children, they leap and jump and bounce off walls and all kinds. <laughs> he never was able to do that his whole life. Well, think about the atrophy in his muscles. Okay, you can tell it's a doctor because he says his ankle, 
his feet and ankle bones receive strength. So if you're thinking about someone who's never used his legs, there's no muscle mass there. All of that came to life. Yes. Like all of a sudden he had strength enough in his legs. So the muscles, it's not just he got up and walk. Everything was restored. Restored immediately. Yeah, immediately. That's a real miracle. He was physically (laughs) born again. Yeah. Yes, physically, yeah. along with along with his soul. I mean, that's what it is, and and that's and to me, that's a, that's a picture of oh. they're using the physical, but that's a picture of what happens to your soul, listener, when you take Christ as your Savior. Amen. You are born again. That corrupt soul you have, yeah. the spirit, uh, again, it, it's full of sin and confusion. And when you take when you take the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, that it leaps. And something I'm seeing here, heart, look at your heart does. Verse, yeah. verse eight, what's eight? The number of the new birth, the new, right? Yeah, new and he leaping up and he, and he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Amen. I did not praise God until I was born again. Amen. So obviously he was born again at that point in time. He must have been obviously because yeah. he's praising God. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, you he's know? he's giving and God the glory for what just eight. happened. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a new beginning. Yes. And, and John's right on the target when he says that this is it's a it's a new physical birth, but it, it's it's showing a new spiritual birth. Right. And so when you get that spiritual birth, like Jesus said, you must be born again. Except right. a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And, and you don't know what was going on in here historically. So sometimes. I, I look forward to maybe filling in the gaps here. Mm-hmm. Did he know Jesus or did he know of Jesus, the man? I mean, did he, did he, was, was there times when Jesus was walking and preaching and he was at the gates and he looked over and he heard it? He, heard was, this he man, was a regular at the man. temple. That's right. So then Jesus saw him, but waited for this to happen. Can, can be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Can, it had can, to can be. And can. one more thing, I'm looking at verse markings, nine is the number of fruit. Yes. And look at that. He's bearing fruit for all to see. He's praising God and everyone sees him. And who's seeing walking. him? Who's seeing all him in verse people, nine? All the Jews. The people. All the people. Yeah. yeah. You don't see the leaders until the beginning of chapter four. Oh, At the beginning good. of chapter four, you see yeah. not just the people, but the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees. Yes. And things change. The climate of the story changes suddenly when you get to Acts four. Yeah. But here, the people... Yeah. They're like, they're amazed. It says in wonder and amazement in verse 10, right? They were filled with wonder and amazement. And folks, you have to realize this is, um, this is a part of history where, um, Jesus was still working towards the Jews. Uh, this, these were Jewish people. This is the temple. I'm sure there was a couple of strangers here and there, but this is predominantly Jewish people that we are trying to, and when, when left alone from their leaders, their corrupt leaders, they got it. They understood. They came, yes. they came to the Lord. Um, in the next chapter, not to go forward, but the next chapter, as Mark said, they're going to get involved again. And they're going to stop these wicked men, Peter and John, from talking about this wicked doctrine. All right? And they don't, want, have, them to, they don't want them to preach in that name. But don't we have yeah. that today? I mean, in, in so many ways. Pushback. Pushback. In religions of the world, and, uh, and, and even we talk week after week about how many Christian religions, if you will, but they they do everything to step around. You must be born again. I know. They step around it. Yeah. Because yes. once you have that, you don't have control. Mm-hmm. Once you are liberated with Jesus Christ out there, no one can control you. You are his and his alone. <laughs> and and your, your ritualistic religion means nothing anymore. They can't let you know that, listener. There's too much for this freedom. 
It says, the Bible says that God, he will, he will make you free, not set you free. You're free. Yeah. He will make you free. It's a makeover. That's right. Yeah. And that's, this is why, and I'm not going to go there, but this is why religions that you might be involved with, don't, you look at your Bible. You look at your Bible. Don't look at your, your, uh, one they wrote. You look at your Bible. If you don't have a King James, but you look at your Bible, you go to John 3, 3 and see what Jesus says. How come you don't question your leaders that you're not doing? I mean, the way I look at it, if Jesus said it, do it. That's if right. If he says, don't do it, don't do it. Well, he it's said, that simple. He said, you must. You must. You must. must. You must Marvel be born not. again. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and um, you know, and he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, no man come unto the Father but by me. Yes. And, and, and that's if, it. You take those two verses, knit them together, throw out your religion. You need nothing throw else. Throw it out. You it, don't even need baptism. Right. If you're in a church that can't show you in the scriptures a blessed assurance of where you're going when you die, you shouldn't be in that church. That's right. That's right. That's the whole point of the blessed assurance. Absolutely. Is that God gave us his word so that we would know for sure. Amen. That's why it's called the scriptures, and the first, sure first writing John. of God, yes. scripture. And I always like to point out that these Jews were going through what maybe, listener, you're going through. Maybe you go to your church, but then you listen to the show. And the Jews, they're looking at they're looking at their leaders, the Pharisees, and what they say. Then they look at Christ or the apostles afterwards, right? And back and forth like a tennis match. It's the same thing, right? You go to your church, and then maybe you meet Brother Sassy on the street, and when he's street preaching, and he gives you a, he gives you a gospel track, and he and he tells you a little about about Jesus Christ, and then you go back and you sit in your church, and you're looking back that way and that way. Um, look, the Word of God wins. Yeah. Mike preach the Word of God. God puts His Word. It says in Psalm 30, 38, 138, 138. 138. Yeah. he puts his word above his name, yes. right? Amen. The word of God. So what he's telling you, go to my word. Yes. And in it. English, you got to go to a King James Bible. You know why, listener? There's no copyright in it. Man hasn't touched it. Right. It, it's pure. It's pure. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's unchanged. And wonderful. Yeah. And so, go ahead, brother. you know, in, in the story, we see that Peter and John now, Peter and John, are they're leaders, they're apostles, right? Mm-hmm. So they got things to do and places to go, and yet they take time for an individual. Yes. They, they stop and they take time for a person. And we have to remember that. That's an example. Everything in here is an example unto us, and it's written that way. And so we see that they took time with this person. And just a, a quick sort of similar thing. Like this morning I'm working and I've got a big load of work in front of me and Mm -hmm. I'm busy, but I happened to notice a guy that had a a t-shirt and his t-shirt said, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. Amen. And I said, I got to go say hi to this guy. Right. And I met him (laughs) and talked to him for a little bit and we fellowship just for a little bit. He's a born again Christian. And, And you know, like you were talking a minute ago, Jesus said, you must be born again. Right. Right. Amen. And that's what makes you a Christian. You know, all these other things that are distractions that churches do, whether it's confirmation, communion, or water baptism, or all these different things, it's being born again that makes you a Christian. That's right. And this brother that I talked to this morning, I never knew him before. He was a stranger a minute ago. And then, you know, I met a new Christian brother and, and had a chance to talk with him and right. meet him. It's, you just, know? it's just like when, when I was in the military, um, you, you know, you're stationed wherever you are and, and you meet people from all over the country. And then all of a sudden you're being from New York and somebody, you'll meet somebody from New York and you have that instant connection. Yes. If they're New York is a big state in in the service, you know, back then. And even if, even I, the gentleman I met, I became very, very good friends with, he was in Buffalo and I was a New York city kid. But I said, wait a minute, that's Buffalo's in New York. I'm about to say, OJ plays there. And we became real good friends, but it's that connection. But it's the same thing with Christianity, but this is 
real. Oh, this is. is truth. So when different. Need, when, when you need a brother or sister in the Lord, in the it's, Lord, that's it. We both agree on the same doctrine. Yeah. We both point. We know. Thus saith the Lord. Mm-hmm. We're in agreement because yes. if we're not in agreement, we're not saved. Yeah. We, you know, there's people that don't. I, we try to show them doctrine. They don't agree and they don't get saved. Well, the main thing to agree upon is the doctrine of Christ, which is who is Jesus Christ, and and the gospel. And the gospel message is pretty simple. We've reviewed it on the show many times before from 1 Corinthians 15 about how Christ died according to the scriptures. He was buried and he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That's the gospel. That's the gospel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How simple. It's very simple. Just receive it. Yeah, that's it. And, <laughs> and Jesus said, you have not because you ask, ask not. Ask yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's so simple, it's hard. Yeah. And, and again, we sit here and I, and I'm, I'll speak for myself cause I don't know you back then, but on my high horse, because listener, it, it's so simple. It was hard. I couldn't get it through my head. It took time. It was so, I, it was so simple. It was too simple. Yeah. And I, I came from Catholicism, but I wasn't a practicing Catholic. I did what every Italian American blue collar kid did. I got, I got communed. Is that what happened? Com- communion. You know, communion. Communion. You made your communion. Confirmation. 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 And then my parents did the same thing I did to my kids. All right, you're on your own. Yeah. Hmm. I did my I did my job. You're on your own. Yeah. And I never, I, did, I wasn't even a twofer. Uh, you know, Christmas and Easter. I didn't even go to church then. Yeah. Right? But when I got socked in the kisser with the gospel of Jesus Christ, I I reached back looking for, looking for a bat to fight back. And the only thing I could grab is what I was taught, which was totally wrong. Yeah. And, and go back, well, what about this? What about that? And I had no right. I had no right to defend the religion that I grew up in because I wasn't practicing. But to get this, it, what are you talking about? So simple. This is, this is God we're talking about here. You mean yeah. to tell me I just have to have a relationship? And how can I have a relationship with God? No. But when you go into this book, I wish, I wish I was a child. When I when I oh, receive yeah. the word of God, oh, yeah. so you see, right, a child is they don't have they don't have any <laughs> any uh, preconceived notions, right? Right, yeah. they don't have any garbage and well, them, now and it's all negative. Like most children say, they hear about Jesus maybe in the middle school or high school, and they've never heard anything good about him prior to that, right? right. You know, so they're not getting the gospel message at five or six or seven years of age. They're not getting anything. But what they are getting is they're getting a whole lot of TV and movies where yeah. they use Against the Lord's him. name. They use the Lord's name in vain over and over and over. Yeah. Or if somebody's going around talking about Jesus, he's some kind of crazy person. Yeah. yeah. Right. And you're not Absolutely. supposed to, or you can't talk about it, you know. And that's and, why people and, get uncomfortable at that name. Right. Mm-hmm. And not to make this a political show, Mark, but you had a great point because what they are getting is sin. When you're saying, I'm sorry, folks, when you're saying that abortion's okay, right, Bible says why don't you ask Jesus Christ that? I know. All right. And we're teaching those things. So we're teaching, the Bible says when evil is called good and good is called evil, you're going to come on to end times. And we're seeing that now. So that's a whole other teaching. We talked about that before, but our children are being indoctrinated with this and, and they think it's right. So a, a simple verse for that is Amos five fifteen, where he says, hate the evil and love the good. Mm-hmm. That's yes. a balance. That is. And life has to be balanced. Everything in, in everything in nature is balanced. The way God made and created everything is balanced. Okay? There's a circle of life and all those different things. And so when Amos said that in the Bible in the Old Testament, hate the evil, love the good, that's a good balance. That, that helps you to separate things that are dark and and hurtful and bad and evil and sinful. And then it's repeated again, I think, in the book of Romans, Romans. where it says, uh, cl- abhor that which is evil right. and cleave to that which right. is good. But you know, brother, 
and again, we don't have to be a political show, but in those days, in those days, and even in, the, in the, when I was a little boy, most people knew what evil and good was. These days, uh, the lines are really blurry. The, 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 a child doesn't know. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if you're growing up, if you're growing up and, 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 you, and what you're being taught is you think it's good, they don't even know. Man knew, look, I know I was wrong, but I preferred it that way. Now they think they're right. And this is what Jesus warned of. This is why we're so close. And it's so important, listener, that you really get, get right with God because we're getting so close. What's going to happen with the generations after we pass? The yeah. next couple of generations. Yeah. There's going to be nobody on this show talking to you. Folks. Things, it's not going to be allowed. Things are changing fast. And it, it's not just the fact that Jesus is coming again. It's how about the fact that the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. Mm-hmm. God's watching you right here, right now, today, yeah. Yeah. today. And, and, and so back to the story in the story here, they use in verse six, they use in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Do you realize there's power in that name? Absolutely. And, and God made it a point to put that down on paper for us. He, he put it there because he wants us to pay attention and, and, and know that silver and gold, not that important, but there's power in the name of Jesus Christ. That's right. right? And, and as Christians, you, you need to use that name. You need to not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ or the name of Jesus Christ. Who, and, and, and who he is. Yeah. I mean, who he is is what got me saved. Amen. You know, mm-hmm. like how can a woman today not fall in love with Jesus Christ? He's a perfect man. Yes. He really, it does exist. It's Jesus Christ. Yes. You know, and you, we were talking about people. Perfect man with a perfect love. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. A perfect love. That's what mm-hmm. love really truly Amen. is. Not Amen. what people make it up to Amen. be like, I love pizza or I love this or I love that. That's the perfect love. But you're talking about people who don't believe in Christ at all, who were never raised. Here's the thing. I have a Catholic background. My mother gave me, my mother and father had me in church every week. So at least I knew a God existed. That's all I got from there is I knew a God existed. Was I a God fearing woman? Absolutely not. I was indifferent. I could care less. I didn't know if I was going to heaven or hell. It didn't matter. Um, So we're talking about a generation of folks that have never even heard about the gospel of Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. nor do they even care or to entertain it. Their parents haven't raised them in a house of that at all. And then we're talking about these religious people that forget about the simplicity of Jesus Christ. And, you know, even Paul says it in second Corinthians, I know I'm going off on something else, but he says, but I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety. So your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. You just said the gospel, that's the simplicity. And that's what people need to realize and receive. And, um, you know, the Lord restores the the years that the locusts have eaten. And I just love that verse because yeah. he really did restore my 40 years of wandering in the Amen. desert, so to speak. Amen. And I'm on fire for it. That's why I love going door to door. I know I'm a crazy Christian, but I'll knock on anybody's door just to preach the gospel to them. I, I think you're describing a changed life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's Amen. exactly like what happened man. here with the lame man. It was a changed life of an individual. Well, and let's that, get that back to that after. Yeah. The break. Friend, we got it. We got about 50 seconds before we go to, to break. Say. Yeah. See where you want to go with that, Mark. Well, well, after break, we're going to talk a little bit more about a changed life because this guy here, he was lame from his from from birth. Right. And all of a sudden he had a changed life. And you know what? People noticed. 
And Teresa's here telling us about how she had a changed life and God gave her a refreshing and a renewing Amen. and a whole new energy and new spirit. <laughs> and, and, you know, I love verse 11 as the lame man, which was healed, held, he held Peter and John. Yes. Uh-huh. All right. Now, not Christ, but he held them. He, mm-hmm. he knew oh, that afterwards, they, right? Yeah. He's holding on to them yeah. because they had at that time, they, they, don't, they were blessed and they, they had, had the, the word of God. Christ. Yep. But, um, but listener, we're going to, we're going to take a break. And uh, let's go to commercial, but stay with us. We're going to continue on Acts. Mark will take the next, what, the next 12 verses, and we'll, we'll move forward from there. Amen. It's Amen. going to be good. What is truth? What is truth? Want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Do like Jesus said, search the scriptures and you'll know what is truth. Amen. So in our lives, the sun is always shining. Amen. And, uh, and hopefully uh, this this, um, this show is a blessing to you. Um, in particular, the um, the word of God that we share with you from the authorized version, King James Bible, the authorized word of God in English. Make sure you get yourself one. They're only... Well, Ten Probably, bucks. Yeah. Ten bucks for a nice one. <laughs> Ten bucks at Alley's. <laughs> for, a ni- for a nice one. But man, you don't know. You know, you open that up and what's in it is, is, is as Teresa was saying, it's life changing. It is. The words of God are just life changing. So Mark, if you continue, we'll go we'll, we'll yeah, later I, on. Teresa was just talking about, you know, perfection. Like uh, she said that if, if a woman's looking for a perfect man, that perfect man is Jesus Christ. Well, I'm not a woman, but I can tell you, I found perfection when I started reading through a King James Bible. Amen. In Psalm, uh, what is it? Psalm 89, verse 34, he says, My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that cometh forth from my lips. That's God's promise. Right. So he's not going to break his covenant or promise, and he's not going to alter anything that came forth from his lips. So what we're reading here in a King James Bible is the same thing they were reading 4,000 years ago when Moses first wrote it. It's amazing. And so that's when you're looking for perfection, you just need to grab a King James Bible and start reading it, and God will show you, taste and see that the Lord is good. He's really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. And so here we see this, this changed life, and you, you were talking about how your life changed. And yeah, it, it absolutely. like lit up your heart. Yeah, right? it really did. And um, I'm looking at this, you know, the Lord puts these miracles in here for a reason, and he's showing like this certain man is like a group of people, and it's a picture of us like lying in our seed needing Jesus to save us, lying in our sin, sorry, lying in our sin, just needing Jesus to save us. And yeah. this man's been lying there for what, 38 years, does it say? I mean, I was 39 when I got saved, so it's pretty close. Yeah, you huh? know, you know, dragging our sin around, yeah. dragging, he's dragging you know, his you, body around. You yeah. don't know it. it just Mark said, you know, perfect love. I, I know it was, what was eye opening to me and it, it happened over time was that my idea of let's use love was different than what real love is. You know, we're taught different. We're taught differently. I mean, this warp way of what's right and what's wrong and whatnot. I saw but, a perfect example today. I saw a guy it. with a big leg tattoo. It said, love yourself. Oh. And I thought that's terrible. I know. You don't want to, it's, it's, it seems good on the surface to love yourself, but actually selfishness when it's all about you, that's the opposite of love. Right. God shows the example of real love that's giving to others. Like for God so loved the, the world. world that he gave his only begotten son. That's love. To be crucified. Yeah. For our sins. Selfishness is the closest. That's love. It's worse than hate. And, 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 and so what God's offering with his love 
is what Teresa was talking about, this born-again experience, this, this enlightenment. And Ephesians talks about a little bit this salvation in early uh, early part of Ephesians in chapter 2, verse 1. The Bible says, And you hath he quickened. That's an old old word to me, means to be made alive, Spirit, which is a spiritual, new birth, yep, a spiritual birth. birth. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, which is exactly what Teresa was just saying. And then in verse 5, it says, Even when we were dead in sins, hath it's God, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved. And, and, and the thing, you need to understand, listener, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, you're dead. Spiritually. When, when Eve ate the apple, she said that, that we will die if we eat this. She said to the serpent, serpent said, surely you won't die. And they did not die as we know it. Physically. Physically, but spiritually. And that's why in Ephesians, what Paul's telling us, he says, he's saying us right now, being dead in your sins. Well, I'm still breathing. But spiritually dead. But I'm spiritually dead. And you don't know it. You like your zombie movies? That's what you are to God. That's it. And, and I'll tell you something. The and, walking dead. The walking dead. And, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you, I, I love Galatians 6. You know, be not deceived. God is not mocked. He's yeah. not. And, and uh, I always go to Proverbs 8. Listen to, listen to this. 8.17. God speaking. He says, I love them that love me. And then there's a colon. And those that seek me early shall find me. But I love those that love me. There's no need to say, I love them that love me. Unless you don't love them that, that don't love you. That's basically what he's saying. If you don't know the Lord and you don't love him, he don't love you. He doesn't know you. Yeah. That's but right. anybody that comes to him, I love them to love me. If you come mm-hmm. to him and you show respect and love, he will love you. Yes. But when he doesn't love you, guess what? What's You're dead in your sins. You, you're dead. Yeah. That's what that's saying right you there. You need a second birth. Amen. That's yeah. right. And, and I, I want to say real quick, you see this changed life here in the beginning of Acts 3 with this guy who was lame, right? Mm, yes. And now he can walk and leap and, and run. And I don't know if it says run, but he's walking and leaping and he stood, right? I, I remember a pastor, and this was from Hamburg, New York, Pastor Lou Godano. Mm-hmm. He's, he's passed away. He's with the Lord now. But he, early in his life, you know, he was a biker. I think he was in a gang, you know, he was into alcohol and on and on Mm -hmm. and on. And, and, you know, he, he would be the first one to admit that he was a rough, tough, not good guy, but he came to the Bible and, and, you know, when he heard the word of God and and heard about the gospel and he's like, that's me, that's me. I'm dead. I'm, I'm wandering around in sin. I'm lost in sin. Right. And he got saved. And all of a sudden he had an experience just like we see here in Acts three. He became a pastor. That's right. <laughs> he he brought his biker friends into church and gave them the gospel, and a lot of them got saved yeah. and started serving God. That's right. Praise and that was a, a, a critically changed life. And, and you know, and and Hollywood and Americans depict that as when somebody, uh, you know, there's always that great, you know, the the, the crossing the switchblade, yeah. uh, you know, that, the tough one, the tough guy. <laughs> I just watched <laughs> yeah, it for yeah, the okay. first time uh, yesterday. That's a changed life. Well, yes. when, 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 you know, when somebody like that, for effect, Hollywood likes to do it, and then comes to the gospel, it's just like, oh, you wimped out. Yeah. Let me tell you something. You think you're tough, you're in a gang? It takes a real man to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. It takes a real man to bow your knee to a God. Are you talking about the sermon that he says during the movie? No, you're, you're, no, no, that's no, what no, he was no. saying. Oh, was he? Well, I'm, I'm, Absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, I haven't seen that movie since I was a little boy. He gave a great know? sermon, but you're but yeah, saying it. But it just, it, it takes, what he said. Well, yeah. And, and, and I'm tired of people saying, ah, oh, he became a, he became soft. He's square. He's, 
nothing. You know, in The Godfather, um, the movie Mike always likes to quote, he says, the real Colon says, you spending any time with your family? And the guy goes, yeah, he goes, good, because a man that doesn't spend time with his family isn't a man at all. I've changed that. You're spending any time with the Lord? The Lord yeah. and in his word. Because a man that doesn't spend any time with the Lord, you're not a man at all. Mm-hmm. You might be tough. Right. You might be, you might be able to battle another man to the ground, right? But, but to, you know, you know, what's tough? This young lady across me over here that will knock on any door <laughs> that will knock. That's, that's bold. tough. That's bold. That's bold. Why yeah. is she bold? She has the courage of Christ. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Because, because in this book, we learn what being a man is all about. We learn what being a woman is all about. We learn what love is all about. We learn what courage is all about. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And yeah. I'd rather be looked at from my, my Lord and Savior as a, as a whole man, as best I can be. Then as some some guys in the bar, yeah, I mean, have that reputation. Yeah, the Bible gives you guidance and uh, counsel for all things in life, and I never knew that when I was young. But it's really it's all in there. I I mean, you you go to Proverbs all the time because Proverbs gives you wisdom for life. Built businesses in Proverbs. Yeah, I help out at this little just a side story. I help out at this little diner once a week because they couldn't find anybody to help, and I have my Bible open on the counter at the bar area when in between customers and somebody lost their keys and they're looking around for their keys and somebody, someone's walking, another person's walking past the counter. Oh, are they stuck in the Bible? I'm like, the keys aren't in there, but every other answer that you need is in there. And everybody the just loved the, the, that. The key to life is. Every yeah. other answer you need is in that book. And Amen. it's really a testimony just sitting it on the counter. I've actually been able to preach the gospel to people just because they ask about it. Amen. And the same thing works. The door. For, same thing works for like a T-shirt, like the guy I met this morning. Yes, you have a T-shirt that says wearer. something about Jesus, something about yes. the Lord. It, it just draws people sometimes. Our brother, our brother Justin is a walking is a walking yeah. billboard. He's, he's always, always, always. He's got his right shirt now. He must always, be born like again. People, but some people always have a, a Buffalo Bills shirt on all the time. Justin has all kind of different. You must be born again shirts. Amen. It's whole wardrobe. God bless you, brother. Amen. <laughs> Good. So, so back in our story in Acts, starting at the new paragraph in in verse twelve, just before. 412, it says that the lame man, which was healed in verse 11, all the people ran together unto them. This is drawn a crowd and it's the people like the Bible says the the people received him gladly. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they gather together, they run together in verse 12. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people. Now think about this. Peter has an opportunity. He preaches. Right. So here he goes. He says, ye men of Israel. So he's preaching to Jews. Right. He says, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness, we had made this man to walk. The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son, Jesus, whom ye delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But ye denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murderer to be granted unto you and killed the Prince of Life. Barabbas. No, Jesus. No, no, Jesus. no, 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 no. They, no, you're saying no, a desired, desired a murderer. murderer. Okay. That's yeah, yeah. Barabbas. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And then they killed Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. And they killed the Prince of Life, whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. And his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. And now, brethren, I wot that through ignorance ye did it, as did also your rulers. 
So he's saying it was an ignorance. But those things which God before had showed by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ should suffer, he has so fulfilled. So here, and that's the end of that paragraph. Here, Peter, he's, he's got an opportunity. He takes it, and he boldly preaches to the, to the nation Israel, to the Jews, Again, right? Yes. And he says, this wasn't by our power. This isn't because of anything that we're holy or we have power. It's nothing like that. This is because of Jesus Christ. God is moving here, right? He's, he's calling out, he's saying this is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and his son, Jesus Christ. And then he kind of pokes the finger at him and he convicts them of their sin that they delivered him up. They denied him. You denied the Holy One and the just, and then you killed them. Right, right. And historically, listener, these are Jews. So when Peter's going on, you know, basically he's saying, he's saying, what are you looking at? You, you know these things. You should know these things. They're in the temple now. I'm sure there were Jews that didn't go to the temple. But if they went to the temple, they knew the oracles of God for the most part. They knew, they, they knew it, and, and he's, he's chastising them. He says, you killed them. You brought them here. You killed them. Yes. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, listen, that might be foreign names to you. But again, these are the Jews. And, and in this book... He went, they went to the Jews first. This was Jesus's wish. And these and are then the patriarchs. To, and these are the patriarchs. And then after a while, when the Jews kept on uh, pushing back, then they went to the Gentiles. Then he went to the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. And when they went to the Gentiles, they didn't speak this way to the Gentiles because the Gentiles wouldn't know these things. Yeah. Right? They, they made it very simple. Yes. He says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Yes. They didn't get into Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is just wonderful history. And I just want the listener to know if you think it's too deep, if you think that there's, there is something in here that, that suggests that you should know these things, no. Again, historically, they're talking to Jews who knew this yeah. and did nothing about it. Yes. And, and verse 16, 16 is always the number of love, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And in verse 16, he says, and just before verse 16, uh, he mentions that God hath raised him from the dead. And you're all witnesses. You know it. He appeared to, it says he appeared to as many as 500 at once, right? I think that's in Corinthians. Mm -hmm. And then, so verse 16, the number of love, and it says, and his name, through faith in his name, repeats that, that phrase twice, right? Hath made this man strong, meaning made him whole. Mm -hmm. And then it mentions faith again, yea, the faith which is by him, right? Hath given him this soundness in the presence of you all. So I bring that up about the love number in 16 is, it, it's through faith. It's impossible. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And that's how you please God. But the first part, I, I would say this is kind of the first part of the gospel. The gospel is that Christ died for our sins. Sin. That's the first part of the gospel. Mm -hmm. Same thing for me. Me as an individual, I had to understand I'm a sinner. I thought I was okay, but the Bible says that I'm not. For me, it was Isaiah chapter 59 where it says, your sins have separated between you and your God. That's right. Yeah. And so he's convicting the, the Jews here of their sin and making it clear that you're the ones who killed them and God raised them up and you're witnesses. And now you see this miracle take place. And he gives them some grace here in verse 17. He says, I know you did it by ignorance. Right. Right. He does give them grace well, there. You know, it, as did your, also your rulers. I mean, it was the mm -hmm. rulers that was said in, in, in the Gospels that the rulers got the, got the crowd and, you know, uh, fired and, them up, fired them, fired yep. up and, 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 you know, it was the rulers. The, they were the when, ones that were yelling out, crucify cru him, crucify exactly. him. They were the one. And then, you know, like we are as people, 
what you know, we tend to sway with whatever looks right, and then all they got themselves all jerked up and and went went ahead to it. But he says, yeah. I know this was an ignorance. Yes. And, and then and up until eighteen, he's like, This is what you did. And then from nineteen on, this is what you should do. You know? Yes. Yeah. So I don't so know if I you want to carry better, on. Yeah, or let's, better let's, carry on. Let's go on. We got twelve. Yeah. We got twelve <laughs> minutes to get it done. So in verse nineteen, now Peter tells them what they must do. Yes. Right? He says, Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all of his holy prophets since the world began. For Moses truly said unto the fathers, a prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me. Him shall ye hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. And it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. Yea, and all the prophets from Samuel and those that follow after, as many as have spoken, have likewise foretold of these days. Ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, and in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Unto you first, God, having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from his iniquities. And again, Iniquity. I, I, again, it's great, and that ends that ends the chapter. But uh, again, I want the listener, if, you, if you're listening to this, again, this is not to you. These are the Jews. These are people that knew better. Yeah. They knew better. And he's telling them what you have to do. He says, look, your fathers were the prophets. Right. Okay. Gentiles had no clues what was going on at the time, unless you unless you lived around in that area. Um, until, but then, and in this book, again, as we go on over the weeks, they, they will go out into out to the to the Gentiles and start preaching. But understand that. So don't get intimidated, listener, by this over here. But it's interesting. It is interesting. Um, to, the, the the message here for us is that we know better. Now we do. You know, yeah. as my, we do know better. Mm -hmm. And, and, and God holds you accountable for that. Well, uh, yeah. he, he says in verse 23, it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet, meaning Jesus, if you're not going to listen to Jesus and what he said, the Bible says every soul that shall be destroyed from among the people, meaning you have to, you have to receive the gospel. Uh, the gospel, like John was saying, at the very last verse, it says, unto you first, meaning unto the Jews first. That's right. Yeah, the gospel is to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So that would be all the rest of the people in the world, right? But it was to the Jew first. God blessed Abraham and said that all his seed after him, all his descendants would be blessed. That's right. Right? And uh, By this man. And if you go back to, to, to chapter one, arisen Jesus Christ before he's taken up, tells 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 his uh, his apostles and disciples and you should be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto, uh, and unto the utmost part of the earth utmost part of the earth came came last the first they were right there in Jerusalem he says get it get to your people right now yes there was hope that that people would come and and um when we go into next week when I get into this but so picture this he's they got the crowd they're mesmerized they're they're feeling convicted 
Yes. Uh, the way I see it. Mm-hmm. And uh, after, a lot after of people, that preaching, after, no after, after that preaching and after seeing the miracle <laughs> and all of a sudden they're saying, wow, I, I really messed up over here. I said, this, this had to be the real, this had to be that prophet. But sometimes they would say that, yeah. that prophet, but um, I'm going to let it out of the bag a little bit. Now chapter four starts, the leaders came, the leaders came and broke it all up Yeah, and threw Peter and John in jail for, for, for giving, for giving bad doctrine. If you will, so that's yeah. next week. Yeah, they just want to give the, you a little. They bit. didn't want preaching. They didn't in that want name. that. Not they, in that name. They, they, they no. didn't any other name, any other name. They didn't want that mm-hmm. preaching. Okay, so these are people. But you're seeing this, and it, it's so important to understand because uh, you, you have to understand with the Jews and and how this that how this all all transpired. And we know that over time, to modern times, that the Jews were are persecuted pe- people even to this day for the most part. And this is their curse. Yeah. This is their curse, yeah. but God still loves them. We'll tell you. It's the part that God still loves them. So don't think, don't get on that anti-Semitism. Kick. Well, the Bible okay, is, God still the, loves the them. Bible is clear that God is not finished He's with, not the, done Jews. with the, Jews. the Jews. And yeah. he says, That's he right. says, I will bless them that, that bless you yes. and curse them to curse you. And whatever success the United States have had early in its history, I think a lot of it's attributed because we're friends of Israel. It, it's a it's a promise from God in Genesis 12, 3. I will bless them that bless you and curse them that curse you. And it has come to pass Amen. all That's through right. the years. That's right. But but in this story right here, Peter tells them after he convicts them and says, look, you guys are guilty. You're guilty of sin and iniquity. And now that you understand that, right, he says in verse 19, repent ye therefore and be converted. A new birth. That's right. That's he doesn't right. say clean up your act stop smoking, stop drinking, stop running around at night or whatever you're doing. No, he says, repent ye. And we've said this before on the show. What is repent? It's like Acts 20, 20. Repentance toward God and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It's just turning to God. Amen. Right? And then he says, and be converted. He didn't say, repent ye and get baptized. That's right. Say, yeah. He didn't that's say, right. repent ye and join a church. No. He said, repent ye and be converted not, that your sins may be blotted out. He's Amen. not talking about works. And there's so much more in here in the refreshing and the restitution of all things. Um, you know, there's the doctrinal, there's the spiritual, there's, you know, what was going on right then and where there. Do you, where do you want to go with that? I yeah. know we could go on and on forever, we but. Could, um, go ahead, jump. You know, as far as refreshing, that's, you mentioned it earlier, that's resting. Your soul finds rest when you repent, you're for you therefore and be converted your your soul finds refreshing yes and that's for the immediate right then and there and it happens immediately you know once you have the lord once you're born again right. you're Can, refreshed go you, ahead you, go. Let, let me just explain what she's saying yeah that refreshing refreshing let's let's say you uh take a shower and you feel refreshed and right. clean after you had that shower right, right? That's the same sort of thing as when you unload your sins, you come to the cross of Calvary spiritually and you hand over your sins to Jesus Christ and he takes your sin away from you because the Bible says that the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. So that's refreshing, just like getting a nice fresh shower. But but you cannot, I always, I always use the example, um, would you pay for a bottle of water? And, and when I was a kid, you never paid for water, right? <laughs> yeah. We drank but, it out uh, of the hose. But you, exactly. But when, you, but when you got thirsty, uh, real thirsty, if you're in a desert, you'll see how fast you put your hand in your pocket. Yeah. When you re- refresh, you said, Mark, taking a shower, that means you're dirty. Yes. See, uh, the, to me, and it's just me, f- folks, the sin of our world, the sin of America is that you don't know you're a sinner. Right. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, you've sinned. You, you, that's just it. You, you, you're, you're a sinner. You have to realize, well, wait a minute, I'm a good person. I, you know, I... <laughs> 
don't do, I don't do the things that I see on TV. It doesn't matter. Spiritual sin. You need to be perfect. No one can be perfect. Jesus knows that. That's why he died for you. Yes. He knows that we were not supposed to be sinful creatures. We were not supposed to have separation from God. We did it to ourselves. We want a free will, you know, yea, hath God said. Yeah, you're not man, even talking. You're talking physical sins. And physical, what about yes. the thing, the thoughts the, through the, a man's head? In, in your head? I mean, what does Jeremiah know? say about yeah, No, ex- yeah. exactly. So, so it's understandable that you, you don't think you need a shower if you don't feel dirty. You don't think you need to drink a water if you're not thirsty. So, you don't need salvation if you're not a sinner. You are a sinner. So you one, have to admit that. So one of the easiest ways to realize that is like this ministry out in California called Living Waters with Ray Comfort and Kirk Cameron. They're on YouTube. You can look up Living Waters on YouTube. And they'll use the Ten Commandments from God and ask people, have you ever cursed God's name? Mm-hmm. That makes you a sinner. Right. Have you ever lied? Have you ever stolen, stolen anything? Ha- have you ever coveted what your neighbor owns and it's not yours? Looked on a woman those are, with those lust. Those are all sins. Mm-hmm. Yes. You've broken God's commandments. Yeah. That makes you a sinner. Mm-hmm. Right. And that means you need a savior. A savior. How, about, how about this? You, you, you always talk, as men, we always say, you look on a woman with lust, you've, you've committed adultery. How about if you hate without a cause? You, you've murdered them already. Mm-hmm. You, you, you don't hate? Do you watch the news? They'll always show you something. You, you telling me when you see some of these things going on or when you see... Uh, somebody who abuses children gets 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 arrested that you don't say, I'd like to get that boy, throw me in a cell with that guy. You know, you often you know? hear that. You, you know, yeah. again, it, it's hate. Jesus says, and I, you know, I won't go there because I, I seem like I do it every other show, <laughs> is is John 16 when, when Jesus says that they're gonna, the Holy Ghost is going to come and reprove the world of, of, of sin and righteousness and justification. But of sin, he says, you know what he says because of sin? Because they believe not on me. me. Mm-hmm. So basically, folks, if you don't believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, that's your sin. That's your sin. Yeah. Yes. That's your sin. Mm-hmm. All right. And and you know, I love them that love me. And when you take that step, when you take that tiny little leap of faith, the Bible says like, the, like a grain of a mustard seed, huh. that much faith, just a tiny little bit. When you take that little tiny turn and just turn to God and say, you know, whether you're by yourself, whether you're on your knees or not on your knees, but just turning to God and say, Lord, I realize I've broken your commandments, right? And I realize that I'm a sinner and and I want to turn to you. I want you to save me, right? I want to be born again. Then you get that refreshing that it talks about mm-hmm. in verse 19. It's a, it's a whole clean new experience. It's a new born again experience. And, and just like a little child that's born again with, you know, fresh new skin with no right. freckles or anything, <laughs> right. you know, right. that's kind of the way it is. Well, it's it, a spiritual refreshing. And, and, and I'm glad you said spiritual because a lot of times I, you know, I, we, we get excited, but we understand. But I think sometimes uh, I know through, throughout time, people have listened to me talk with some of my Christians, brothers and sisters and and they think like, um, I, I, I stop and tell them, look, you're not going to get checks in the mail. You know, you're not going to lose weight. All right. All these things like, like Joe Olsen will tell you. All right. We're talking about your soul. Listen, you don't realize if you have sin, your soul to the Lord stinks. He says it. You're like filthy rags to me. Yes. All right. Well, what are you talking about? I took my shower. I look pretty good. Right. No, you stink to me. Right. And that's what. That's the refreshing that you have to get. And which, so listen, we're talking spiritually here. I know there's some charlatans out there. They'll say, oh, just, just send me $10. I'll send you a handkerchief yeah. and, you know, and, and all the kind. Please, please, please. Those, those people are going to burn in the lowest parts of hell. But, right? It's all about your salvation. But what do you get when you get into the family of God? 
like Jesus said, you must be born again, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Peter says it this way. He says, repent ye therefore and be converted, that's born again, that your sins may be blotted out, okay? Get, you're giving your sin away to God, right? That's what he wants you to do. Come, he says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Rest from what? From all your old works, okay? Mm-hmm. Just take it to the cross. Take it to Jesus. Amen. And, and the point is, is that when you do that, what is he offering? That you're going to be in God's family, Amen. right? And the, any, oh, go ahead. And not only not only that you're going to become part of God's family and become an heir of Christ, but that you have a home in heaven that He's prepared for you. It says in John 14, right? That's right. And, and the fact that you're going to have everlasting life that He promises in First John 5:13. That's mm-hmm. a promise from God. Amen. I mean, Amen. who cares about silver and gold? Who cares about it? <laughs> Teresa, you had something to say real quick. We got 20 seconds. Oh well, it's just that a lot of people are like, "Why would a loving God send anybody to hell?" It's not that. We're already on our way to hell. That's right. He provided a savior Amen. for us, and all you have to do is believe Amen. it and receive it. His attractive says. No choice is a choice. By not making a choice, the choice is made for you, listener. We're going to be back next week. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll have Pastor Mike back with us. Um, and um, as he always says, search the scriptures and look for Jesus Christ. Yeah, amen. 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 He's a good God. You've been listening to What is Truth? The radio show devoted to asking the question, what is truth? Listen every weekend at this time for What is Truth? Only on WECK.